Welcome to the Beyond Stuck podcast with Coletta Jones-Patterson, where we feature guests who have overcome the odds and have gotten unstuck. In their words, they share with us practical insight and tips on how to go beyond stuck and enjoy life. On today's episode, our guest is Alicia Starks. Alicia is a licensed marriage and family therapist with 13 years of experience in residential, home, and clinic-based services. Alicia received an associate's degree in criminal justice from San Jose City College, a bachelor's in behavior science from San Jose State University, and a master's in marriage and family therapy with an emphasis in the African-American family from Pacific Oaks College. Alicia is licensed and is currently using her expertise as a clinical trainer and teacher in community mental health, the state university system, and the faith-based community. She is passionate about helping others heal and looks for unconventional ways to scaffold others in their journey until they are emotionally and spiritually self-sufficient. Passion projects include teaching mental health first aid, developing curriculum to meet the needs of specific communities, and creating frameworks that outline functional and practical ways to live healthy. Alicia believes the gospel is paramount and finds it necessary to subjugate her psychological knowledge to the gospel and its healing power. Please join me in welcoming Alicia Starks to today's show. Hi, Alicia. Welcome to the Beyond Stuck podcast. Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I'm excited to hear your story, and I know it's going to help so many of our listeners. So we'll just jump right in. Um, When you hear the word stuck, what comes to mind for you? Well, when I hear stuck, um, I, I think it's experiencing like the same or similar experiences over and over again without learning the lesson that allows you to turn these opportunities into a way to glorify God. Um, it can be to such a degree that you um, lose hope mm-hmm. or that hope starts to diminish, I think. Um, there's a verse that it reminds me of where it talks about um, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm-hmm. And then that's, that's kind of how I see stuck when you're just, your, your heart is sick from hoping and sometimes hoping in the wrong things, but your heart grows sick from hoping. Mm, I like those definitions. Um, and I think many people can relate to that experiencing the same thing over and over. So you're basically in a cycle because you haven't learned the lesson that, you know, we need to learn to move forward and to glorify God. So really like that. And then just losing hope and your heart becomes sick. And then before you know it, <laughs> you've kind of given up. And so you continue to go through this cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then so- it becomes your self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. Yeah. And it's all that you know to do. You just get up and you're doing the same thing over and over. Um, Well, in what way? So in light of that, in what ways were you stuck? And then how long were you in those places? Well, um, so I there's this particular theme that I've experienced um, since a young age. um, And it's looking at adversity um, in the workplace. Mm. And it started really young for me. I was working for a decently prominent law firm in um, Silicon Valley, and Mm. my heart was injured early. Mm. And I started to lose hope when experiences even resembled that experience. And so it started to turn into um, a situation where 
when things felt like they weren't quite right on the job, I would mm-hmm. start to diminish hope and I would start to um, just kind of hunker down and wait for the blow, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's funny that I experienced this to the point that, um, you know, how the scripture talks about the shadow of death. It was, it was mm-hmm. like the shadow of that situation would cause me to hunker down and just wait for, you know, death of that job to come, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been going on, you know, over some years and over some developmental phases for me. And so looking at where I'm at now, I don't, I can't necessarily say that I'm unstuck as much as I'm growing and learning what God wants me to learn. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's a thing where I've ever truly recovered as long as we're kind of in this sinful, you know, condition, mm-hmm. but I believe it's something that you can become so aware of that it doesn't take you down. Right. <clears throat> That's a good point. And I want to unpack that a little bit more. So you're, you're waiting for the next blow, as you said, and so you just kind of hunker down. So in that season or in those moments, did it affect your work performance? Did it affect, you know, your outlook? I mean, how did that really play out kind of um, in your career and in your jobs? Yeah, I think it absolutely affected my work performance. And I think that it would affect my creativity. It would Mm -hmm. affect my confidence. But most of all, it kind of affected my identity. Mm -hmm. And it would, I would be in a position where I was allowing that job or that supervisor or that coworker to define me. Yeah. And that was hard to overcome because it's kind of like, you know, as, as believers, even we can start to see our earthly substance being provided from others versus mm-hmm. Christ. And so it became a threat to safety. And I didn't really realize that God was the provider. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's easy to get focused on the things that are right before us. And our identity does become so quickly wrapped up into the things that we are and the titles that we wear and the Mm -hmm. things that we do instead of coming truly from God and from the word and who he says we are. Yeah. So when we do become wrapped up in those workplaces and if we got the raise or not, or the next promotion, or if that performance didn't go well, or we didn't hit that particular number, we can begin to think, well, I'm not good enough. You know, there's something right. wrong with me. Exactly. And, um, and we don't see the value that God has already created and placed within us. And so it's so powerful because it spills over, not into our work performance and um, doesn't just stop there, but even into our performance at home and as yes. wives or mothers Absolutely. and our things that we do at church and in the community, because all of a sudden we've taken on this identity that God never intended for us to have, where we're dependent upon things other than him. Yes, exactly. So that's such a good point. Yeah. So you said you've experienced this throughout, you know, years over your life. It's just been a common theme. So what do you think was kind of the breaking point or the moment in which you realized, wow, this is really an issue. This is something that I need to get a handle on so that I can move forward. You know, that's interesting. I can't say that I just kind of, you know, straightened my back and was like, I'm going to just, you know, face this head on and address this and tackle this. I was Mm -hmm. actually working on some other things and I was addressing my cycle of coping and pain in other areas of my life. Um, And it naturally led me to address the roots of this issue that had infiltrated my work life. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I had so much experience standing against corporate dysfunction that the power and control dynamics became crystal clear to me while I was working on other aspects of, like you were saying, um, not feeling significant or not feeling good enough. And Mm -hmm. there was so much that I realized um, that if I was going to get fired, like fire me. Mm -hmm. Because what became clear to me is where my cycle of coping and pain was kicking in and defeating me Mm-hmm. And not allowing me to stand against systemic oppression, not allowing me to stand against systemic dysfunction, or just to even stand against truth, like stand up mm-hmm. for truth, you know? Um, yeah, it, it like I would bow to it. Mm-hmm. Or I would stand against it and be so afraid while I was standing that God really wasn't getting the glory, you know? Right. And did you find that some of these beliefs or thought patterns that you had about maybe not measuring up, not being good enough, were actually true or were you portraying them on the situation or was it, you know, kind of like a, um, you know, paranoia or whatever? Um, how did, how do you think it played out for you? Um, I believe it was some of both, meaning mm-hmm. that there were times along the way that, yes, I feel like there were some things that I needed to learn. Mm-hmm. However, I also I'm also very aware that I've come against um, some systemic, you know, injustice, so to speak, right. in the workplace. Um, and so, and I and I see this, and it's not just with people of color. I see this all the time now with systems that are dysfunctional, and the employees mm-hmm. kind of get sacrificed to a dysfunctional system. Um, so I, I think I've seen both, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think that I've had to learn how to, even when it was something that I needed to learn, how to stand in God's grace in that, yeah. um, to be able to say, mm-hmm. yeah, I need to learn, I need to learn something here and it not become my identity that I didn't already know it or that I failed or that, you know, I didn't do it the right the first time. Um, mm-hmm. I've had to learn that, you know, I am flawed. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. more than more than flawed. I'm I'm a depraved <laughs> sinner. You know what I'm saying? And so I live in God's grace in every aspect of, you know, not knowing or having yeah. or failure. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And so a lot of the it sounds like a lot of the work for you began, you just begin to dig deeper mm-hmm. into the issue. Um, and so that takes work on our part. Um, so what were some of the things that you had to do to get unstuck from um, those situations? And I also wanted to mention to you mentioned having being able to speak up and speak the truth when, you know, some of those injustices um, did come up. So how were you able to do that? How do you balance between? So I guess I'm asking two questions. We'll back up. So how do you balance being able to speak the truth of what you know is wrong and being able to face it confidently and the boldness, you know, Mm -hmm. having God with us and then, you know, knowing when to let things slide. It's interesting. It, from a spiritual growth perspective, um, I made a decision one day to stop being afraid, to stop allowing the spirit of fear to dictate Mm -hmm. to me. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, it became clear to me over some time that God was trying to teach me a lesson. It's like, Lord, why do I keep running into these situations? And I was seeking counsel And I would Mm -hmm. often say, you know, talk to people that were before me or older than me and be like, what does this sound like to you? And they'd be like, yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of crazy. Like, why are you like, why are you going through that? 
right? And it's like, okay, is it just me? Like, do I just have an inflated sense of self? And and I would get confirmation that no, what you're seeing is what you see. The question is, why does God keep sending you through this similar situation? Um, mm-hmm. And that's when I had to stop and say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to learn from this? Yeah. And And that's when I started to learn that every negative experience is a part of God's curi- curriculum to prepare me for where he was taking me. Because um, it was his plan for me that was allowing me to glorify him. And it's mm-hmm. like, am I glorifying you, though, in this? So right. one of the things that really helped me um, is movement. Movement helps. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps me to really, like, subjugate the flesh, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Things like exercise, healthy living, um, healthy, like, changing habits of, as opposing um, behaviors that tell our flesh, you know, that it's okay for you to be comfortable. And so in order for right. me to go on this journey, I had to do some things literally to, you know, make my flesh uncomfortable and submit to, you know, my will mm-hmm. so that I could then make it submit to God's will. Yeah. Um, so movement was very um, useful. Um, in that in that way because just just making the flesh stop yearning and craving mm-hmm. for what it, what felt good to it allowed me to then take my behavior in a direction that would honor the truth of who God was that's so good <clears throat> so one of the ways that you were able to get unstuck was just incorporating movement into your life and which for you was subjugating the flesh, being able to um, not give flesh what flesh wants because flesh always wants what's comfortable, what's easy, what's familiar, what feels good at the moment. But those aren't always the things that are best for us and that God wants for us in that season. And so many times when we go through these difficult situations, the lesson to learn is, you know, put flesh under subjection, Mm -hmm. incorporate discipline, incorporate some of those positive things that are going to help us move forward. Were there some other things that you had to do um, besides incorporating the movement and really kind of getting a hold of the flesh? Yeah, I have to say, because if I stop there, it just becomes legalism. And so oftentimes or every time it's like grabbing hold of the reins of my flesh, but subjecting it to the word. Um, And so then I could bring the word and lead my flesh in the way of the word of God and in the way of the truth of who God is. And that's a scripture that I have learned to, I've learned it and I've learned Mm -hmm. to like live by it. And so I can say it took me over some years to really learn what it meant when it talks about taking every thought into captivity and making it bow Mm -hmm. to the truth of who God is. I remember the first time I read that, and it was like, oh, that just like, it just hit my soul. And it's, but I didn't quite <laughs> understand it. Right. And so right, over some yeah. years, God has unfolded that to me. Um, and now at the point where I can, I can activate that in my life. And I, I can't mm-hmm. say that it's a hundred percent that I, you know, am just soaring, so to speak, but mm-hmm. I can say that I know what to do with that verse now Mm -hmm. when adversity Mm -hmm. comes um yeah yes i I just want to make sure that it's not being perceived as it's not out of legalism you know and and it's funny i I noticed it naturally where i'd be kind of you know like 
tied up in knots on the inside. And I would take the time mm-hmm. to clean something, take the time to organize my house, take the time, right? But mm-hmm. after doing that, then I would end up in a place where I had worship music on. And, you know, I'd be, you know, in the word or in a book that was guiding me through whatever I was dealing with. And so I actually noticed my, 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 my being naturally going through that cycle. And then I started to realize what was happening. Mm -hmm. Right. That's so good. So not becoming legalistic with it and just doing, you know, these disciplined things, but what, where does that lead Mm -hmm. you to? And it should lead us into the presence of God, because that's where we're truly going to be transformed um, and made new. um, And our mind is going to be renewed. So that's so good. Um, Being able to apply the word to our lives. And a lot of times, especially people of faith, we've grown up in church or we go to church and we hear these verses in scriptures, we know them, but to actually live them out is a whole different story. So it sounds like you have truly been living it out um, and applying it to your life and to the situation of um, workplace adversity. So looking back, and you said this has happened over you know, several years. So how would you say your life is different now that you've kind of, um, you said you would say you fully conquered it, but, um, but now that you have made major progress in that area? It's funny. Um, like you said, I, I mean, I believe I'm unstuck, but I also believe I'm becoming unstuck. So, yeah, it's a daily process. yes, yeah. yes, I, I kind of see it as, you know, we look at um, the 12 steps like AA, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I will always be an alcoholic. Well, no, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I'm recovered and then I'm being recovered. You know what I mean? So it's like sanctification. Yeah. I've been sanctified and I'm being sanctified. And so um, I believe I'm still becoming unstuck and I'll probably still be becoming that until Christ comes back for me. Um Mm-hmm. But now, you know, I believe I'm free. Um, mm-hmm. But God is still building me up to stand against the wiles of the devil. Right. Um, yeah. And so there, mm-hmm. there's always, we will never, you know, arrive. We will always be leveling up to what God has called mm-hmm. us to. Um, but it reminds me of um, the last scene. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, A Beautiful Mind. And in that mm-hmm. movie, the character struggles with schizophrenia. And at the end... Mm-hmm you know, they were um, asking him about, you know, the voices. And he said, I still hear the voices, but I choose not to respond to them. So I can see the enemy more clearly trying to entice me into that self-defeating dance that we used to do. I hear Mm -hmm. the music. I feel the invitation, right, in my emotions. Mm -hmm. But by God's Mm -hmm. truth, I can see my way through the temptation to my pursuit of God. And I can reconnect with my desire for every aspect of my life to glorify him. So, so when something triggers me at work now, I immediately establish truth in God and make a decision based on his word to deny the spirit of fear control over me in that situation. Um, But by establishing an eternal perspective of my life, um, including the current situation, um, the situation becomes Mm -hmm. insignificant in comparison to my eternal pursuit. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's kind of like putting things in perspective. Um, Right. But I think it's also a matter of going to the cross. Um, so meaning that mm-hmm. um, I have to cast the effects of transgression um, committed against me on the cross as well. So it talks about, you know, Christ has died for, you know, my sins. It's like, but I'm born in sin and shaped in iniquity. He's died to free me from mm-hmm. all the effects of sin, including the effects of sin on me from other people. 
And right. so I have to take mm-hmm. that to Christ and say, I'm not going to allow what this person did to me to stop me from glorifying you. You died that this thing would not have control over me. And yeah. I, and I've, I'm, what I'm learning in life is that we, we believe this gospel, we don't always operationalize it. And there are so many aspects mm-hmm. of life that we need to chase back to the, the cross. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I can now see the cross when I'm going through these situations and I can take the past situations that are trying to come back and manifest themselves in the current. I can take those things, put them on the cross and then ask God, what do you want me to see in this current situation? Mm-hmm. It doesn't predict my future. It doesn't define my past and it certainly doesn't define me. So what is, what is that you are trying to do in me? Where are you right. taking me and what lesson do I need to learn out of this for where you and I are going? Yeah. Um, that's so good. If, I mean, but mm-hmm. at this point, that's when I start to feel um, free to live not only righteousness, but um, free of the enemy's control and influence. So this cuts off his ability to mm-hmm. blackmail me and gain influence, you know. Right. right. Yeah. So seeing the enemy for who he mm-hmm. is, I mean, it starts there. And like you said, you can recognize the attacks. You can see the trigger yes. when it comes, but we all are faced with the choice. What are you going to do when yes. you're triggered? You know, when you're taken back to that place, we can exercise control over it. And God has already given us that power, but it's our decision to make. Um, and sometimes in the heat of the moment, you know, flesh rises up and we, you know, make the yeah. wrong decision, but thank God for his grace. You know, he forgives us and gives us another chance. Um, but knowing um, who God is, the power that he has given us and having that right perspective, like he has already taken care of everything that we ever need on the cross. The work is finished. We just have to step into it and make the right yeah. choices. So like you said, we can live freely when we do that. Yeah. So you know, what's so funny powerful. is as we're doing this and I, and I believe that God firmly does this, um, he will, in preparation for any aspect of ministry, he will send you through something um, to kind of oh, yeah. give you what you are going to be ministering. Because, um, you know, you can you got to mm-hmm. minister from the inside out. Um, you, mm-hmm. you, you minister from where God has, you know, taken you and where God has ministered to you, you can administer to others. Um mm-hmm. But I had a situation where God had opened a door um, and I had applied for um, a job um, and in the application process, this, this particular um, organization was, they were reorganizing and Mm -hmm. they ended up offering me full-time when I had applied for a part-time position. And Mm -hmm. it was, it was just God all the way through interview and then yeah. you know I got a call back we want to move forward but you know it, at first she was like well you know I need to talk to you about some changes to the job and I was like oh lord here we go and <laughs> and so it turned out to be that it was we moved to full-time and I was like oh this is like God all day long well for the next mm-hmm. three almost four weeks I didn't hear back and so I had sent a couple mm. follow-up emails and I had said something um, at the end of the interview and I was like, man, that could have been taken offensively. And I was, you know, I, so I kind of sent an email and was like, hey, did this offend you? And then I didn't hear back. And then I didn't hear back. And then I didn't hear back. Coletta, and then yeah. I didn't hear back. And I was okay. And like, yes, this is, this is what God has ordained for me. And God has given mm. this to me. But then the closer we got to not hearing back, it was like, oh, Lord, maybe, maybe 
Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe this is being taken from me. And I, I, I had applied to mm -hmm. a very prominent organization before, like maybe, maybe a year ago, and it was a similar situation. They thought I was great, and then I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. It turned out to be, and I believe that position I didn't get because I do some work on the side with a competitor. But this situation, mm -hmm. I was like, Lord, what's happening? Like, you know, did I become arrogant? Like, Lord, what is it? And yeah, right up until two days before I heard back from her, the spirit of fear had crept in, Coletta. Mm -hmm. And it became, mm -hmm. you know, mom, maybe I should call the other lady that I interviewed with her. And then I was trying to hold out hope. Well, maybe she's just not getting my emails. I don't know. Or maybe I really offended her and they're looking for someone else, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll and then I just had to settle myself and say, Lord, what is for me is for me. What is not is not. None of it makes a difference for where you are taking me in life. Mm -hmm. And I love what I do at my agency now, but this is something that I've been wanting to do for a while. And I was thinking, you know, maybe the Lord's telling me, I, you know, it's not time for me to leave yet. And then in my spirit, it started to feel like, you know, wow, you know, I just feel like there's unfinished work where I'm at now. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe he took mm -hmm. that because he wants me to stay here a little longer. Right. And I, I wasn't defeated because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm passionate about what I do now. And yeah, but when she did call me back, and then she called me. It was real short. She was like, you have time to meet tomorrow at this time. And I'm like, man, that's real impersonable. Like the spirit, of, the fear of spirit kind of crept in. That's real impersonable. It's real yeah. short. It must be bad news. And she got on that Zoom call and was like, hey, so this is where we're at. And I was like, she didn't mention my email. She didn't mention nothing. Like, picked up where oh, we wow. left off. Mm, but mm -hmm. for those couple days, I let the spirit of fear take an opportunity yeah. to glorify God unhindered, right? Right. And, and so and that's the, what I mean yeah. by unstep what becomes, like I'm fighting it. So I'm in the fight now as opposed mm -hmm. to before, mm -hmm. but still, you know, there are moments where I'm not giving God full glory. You know, it's, it's still a fight. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think according to what Paul mm -hmm. says, it will always be a fight. I just have to learn not to, yeah. not to respond to him and respond right. to Christ instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And just keep pressing forward. But like you said, if we're not, I mean, it's constantly a daily journal journey and a process and we no. never arrive. And because when we feel like we've, um, we have arrived uh -huh. and we stop growing and when we stop growing, yes. we die. <laughs> so there's never a place of yep. not growing. So that is, that's so good to see the progress. Um, do you have any final advice for our listeners? You've already shared several wonderful tips, but I didn't know if you wanted to leave us with anything else before we um, wrap up and get your information. You know, I would say, and I've learned this through like my cycle of coping and pain and being able to see it more clearly, um, establish truth and proceed with wisdom. So God's truth is mm -hmm. eternal, meaning it exists outside of time. This world is limited mm -hmm. and subjugated by time. So it has a beginning and it has an end, but what you know to be eternally true about God, that sets the stage for what is eternally mm -hmm. true about you through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that sets a truth yeah. that is true beyond this current situation. And then proceed mm -hmm. with wisdom. Take that truth and apply it in a way that you move towards it. Mm -hmm. That's good. Establish truth. God 
is going to be the same yesterday, yeah. today, and forever. Now, his methods may change, but he remains the same, and the truth of his word is the same. So what he said about us in that yes. word is still true, regardless of what we've gone through, regardless of what decisions we've made, regardless yeah. of how we feel. The word is the word, and it's and we can apply yep. that truth to our lives. So proceed with the wisdom yeah. that's in his word for us. And we're, we're going to win every yes. time if we can do that, you know. We will come out victorious yeah. in the end. So the, that is the other thing, Coletta, Coletta uh, is uh-huh. find some find some other women of God who are going to feed you, yeah. tr- feed you truth as you walk through this journey. You don't need somebody who's going to get in That's it with good. you. You need someone who's going to speak truth into your situation and help guide you through it with the truth of who Christ is. Mm-hmm. Um, that is so vital. We're not meant to walk alone. But we have to be real choosy about yeah. who we walk with. Yes. Because they can bring yes. us up or bring us down. So we don't want people to just no. co-sign on the situation. But those who are going to challenge us with the word of what yes. did God say about this? And who did he say you are? And yeah, doing life together. That's the only way to do it. He created us for fellowship and to um, be in yes. communion with each other. So that's so powerful. So establish that truth. Proceed with wisdom. And then find other women of God who can speak that truth with us and walk yes. alongside with us. That's wonderful. Well, Alicia, this has been so great. I want listeners to know how they can connect with you. Um, should they have any follow-up questions or whatever, um, or how they can follow you? So share um, that sure. I am, um, I am on Instagram. I have to become way more vigilant, um, but I am on Instagram under um, <laughs> all things THX, but that's also my email. So it's all things, A-L-L-T-H-I-N-G-X and T-H-X. So all things T-H-X at gmail.com. But that's also my sign on for um, Instagram. So you can message me at either one of those and I'll get a notification on my phone. Um, And that stands for all things therapeutic. Um, And just looking beyond the the traditional components of therapy, it's it's really stretching beyond, you know, just the one-on-one to that really strong, like psychoeducation, community advocacy, like really being a part of everything is therapeutic. Every aspect mm-hmm. of, you know, growth for human beings. Um, it's not just the one-on-one. Sometimes it's the group. Sometimes it's the environment. Sometimes it's the system that mm-hmm. we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And not being afraid. Um, You know, lately, I've really been telling people, if you need help and you need resources, don't be afraid to reach out and get them, you know, seek the help that you need, whether it's therapy, it's counseling, it's, you know, a mentor, guidance, whatever it is, we're all going through something. And God has positioned us, you know, resources around us to get the help that we need. So take advantage of Alicia there. She's on Instagram. You can also reach out via email. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us, Alicia. I know this has helped so many of our listeners um, as you have shared your so openly your story and journey through um, workplace adversity and how you've overcome some of those triggers and things that we can apply to our lives. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Coletta. Uh, This has been been a good recap for me in this season of my life to, to look at where God's brought me from. I mean, Maybe I have done this naturally, but oh, yeah. the opportunity to do this with you has given me that opportunity to look back and be so grateful for where I am right now. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Well, that's what the Beyond Stuck podcast is all about. So given, you know, victory as people share their stories and it's encouragement and hope and motivation for others who are going through similar situations. So thank you so much. Guys, make sure you connect with Alicia Starks. And thank you again for your time. We will see you all next time on Beyond Stuck.